Hey guys, you're listening to Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David, where your favorite topics on faith, politics, and culture are discussed and debated. Join the debate on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CoastBrothersRD or email us at CoastBrothersRD at gmail.com. Let's coast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David. It's your boy, Rashawn. I'm here with David, man. I am back. We better than ever. Bro, it's Better been a while. Ever. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. We definitely know it's been a while, but you know. Life. Life gets busy. <laughs> I, we can't even lie to you. Life life gets busy. We've been trying to do this episode for some time now. Yeah. Matter of fact, to tell the truth, we recorded an episode. We had like a whole episode recorded. A month ago. I sent David Price my files. Jesus. This guy texts me back two days later talking about... Files are gone. The files are gone. <laughs> files are nowhere to be located. What happened to the files, Reverend Price? Bro, I was... Actually, the show was done. and I woke, It was done? The show was done. I spent hours editing this show. I woke up the next day. I was like, all right, let me turn on my computer. Turned on my computer. Files are nowhere to be found. Improper shutdown. I said, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. But things happen. Um, This episode is going to be better than the last. There's a lot going on in the world, and I look forward to having a conversation about it. Lots. But we definitely missed y'all. As usual, you know, spread the good word about the Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David. Follow us on all social media. Instagram, Twitter, even though our Twitter is not that active, yeah, follow I us never, anywhere. Ever go on Twitter, um, but it's fine. <laughs> but definitely follow us on Instagram. That's where we have our biggest footprint. And we appreciate all the love thus far. 2019, looking for great things with the show. And definitely appreciate all the love y'all showed us last year for sure. For sure. And this year, Rashawn's going to be editing the shows so that there are no more blunders on my part. Yeah, we're going to try. So y'all bear with me. If it's not the best quality in the beginning, <laughs> I'll get up to it. But Good yo, stuff, let's man. get into it, Let's man. do it, bro. First, I feel like first, so we actually are kind of winging this episode. Which I is mean, fine. I think there's so much going on that yeah, it's, it's a lot happening. Up. Yeah. But first, I want to start is with... Is congratulations, Rev Price, on the new job, man. Thank you, sir. Tell us where you're working at these days, man. So, five years ago, I prayed this prayer. God, let me do both ministry and politics. Five years later, the prayers answered. I both serve as the youth pastor at First Amy Church, Los Angeles, and I serve as the Southwest Area Representative for Mayor Eric Garcetti right here in Los Angeles. Mm. Which is to say that I serve as a bridge between the streets and the city and city hall. What does that look like, bro? When the mayor can't show up, I show up. I have a conversation with the community. I go to the neighborhood council meetings. I'm meeting with clergy, with business leaders, um, with with manufacturers, with anyone wow. who's anybody in South LA. That. That's my role. That's my job to communicate to the mayor what's going on in South L.A. and then to communicate to the constituents in in South L.A. the things that the mayor is hoping to do um, in this new year. So so how long have you been? How long have you been there again? Like a month? Uh, Yeah, not even a month. It's been three weeks, actually. Next week will make a month. It seems like forever. (laughs) 
So how you feeling about it, man? How's how's your experience been so far? I mean, the experience is good, bro. Honestly, as I've been making this transition, I'm reintroducing myself to the people who are already made introductions with as a youth pastor. Right, right, right. And all I'm saying is now I'm both the youth pastor and the Southwest area rep. Definitely some overlap in those roles for sure doing community work. So much overlap. And I'm grateful that I was proactive as a youth pastor trying to meet people in the community and get more youth involved because now that I established those relationships as a pastor in my role as a a public servant uh, with the city, it makes it so much easier. Um, And so I, I think that it's important for all pastors in LA, around the city, around the world to realize, yo, make those authentic relationships early on because people will realize that you are about your community and not necessarily about the name of the position that that's a fact but bro so you said southwest la right mm-hmm. that was that like crenshaw yeah so that's crenshaw lamert Vermont, manchester west adams okay um and there's a difference right so we have southwest la then we have southeast la basically divided by the 110 freeway okay who serves Long Beach, bro? Because, yo, let me tell you about this story about Long Beach. Okay. I didn't realize until I was driving, why does Long Beach feel like an entirely different city? It is a different city. But it's still under the city of L.A., no, right? No, no, it's, it's in the county of L.A., not the city. The county of L.A. Right. Okay. But, like, down by Long Beach, we L.A. still has um, council districts near San Pedro, the L.A. Harbor. Right. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All of that down there is still L.A., though. It's L.A. city yeah. proper. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. It's interesting, though. L.A. is huge. It's, it's very big. It's spread out, and I, I love it. Well, congratulations, brother, on the new gig. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I think it's kind of a... Uh, it's timely that you got this position around this time because one of, you know, and this is turning to sort of some of our politics, political discussions for today. But one of the big things that have been that's been happening around the country took place in L.A. It was a big teacher strike. I mean, I think the second or the third largest school district in the country is is L.A. Unified. Yeah, second largest. And, you know, you had you know, a couple thousand teachers stepping out of classrooms on strike. More like 30,000. 30,000. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. So, yo, break that down for us. Like, what... Because we've seen teachers... We've seen teacher strikes before, but this right. was, I think, the biggest we've seen in this country in a while, and I think some of the things that came out of it were important. So, like, give us, like, give us a little background on it. Right. So, I mean, just in terms of the politics around the L.A. teacher strike, you have a new superintendent in Austin Butner who comes from Wall Street. And so a lot of folks are pretty um, concerned about his background being from Wall Street. Big billionaire coming in. The guy's worth eight billion dollars. The superintendent is worth eight billion dollars. Yeah, according to Forbes. That's right. And so for full disclosure, I sit on his interfaith council for LAUSD. And that happened before I got my position in the mayor's office. And so... So are you biased? Should I not be asking you this question right now? 
No, no, no. I'm not biased in any way, and I'm I'm at, I'm free to speak about this as as much as I as I like. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna just be honest with you. Be, be honest. The issue is, you know, you have the charter school movement with these big billionaire companies coming in, uh, creating these new schools, taking other students from right. LAUSD schools, and you know, pupil funding in California is such that. Money is allocated to a student, um, and wherever that student goes, the money goes with them. It follows the student. Exactly. What's happening is there's a fundamental disagreement between the teachers' union and LAUSD. The fundamental disagreement wasn't about an increase in teacher salaries. The superintendent was like, yo, I'll give y'all 6% increase in teacher salaries. I'll give y'all nurses. I'll give y'all counselors. He was totally down for that. But the crux of the issue came down to whether or not the school district was going to allow an Un, just just an un, uncapped amount of charter schools to be built yeah. in LAUSD. And that ultimately was the problem. I'll say, I'll say, I mean, that's an issue that's happening around the country. I know Newark, it was a, it was a big thing happening here about like just the unsupervised growth of charter yes. schools. Like, so I think Newark public schools has about like 45,000 students, but what ended up happening is I think at this point, 30% of students are educated in charter schools. And like right. you said, like what happens is every year the state allocates whatever it is, eight, $9,000 to a particular student. Right. And if that student leaves a public school and goes to a charter school, then, you know, that those dollars go with them. So you have right. traditional public schools that are low, like literally hollowing out, right? Yeah. And they have an entire building an entire staff, but with less money, you know, because students have left, right? right. And $9,000 per student or $10,000 per student, that starts to add up after you get, you know, five, ten students transferring to charter schools. So. Yeah. And what compounds the problem for California is that we used to be in, like, the top ten states of per-people funding. Now we're 43rd. So not only are we the one of the most expensive states to live in, but the amount of money that's being allocated per student is 43rd in the country. And so yeah. people are legitimately fighting over pennies, yeah. which led to this huge teacher strike. And I, I know in Newark, like... There was a big push, I think this happened last year, to put a, mor- a moratorium on charter schools. So put a basically put a freeze, like yeah. no more charter school. Until That's the interesting. It's steady. But the strike ended in L.A., man. What, was, what were the concessions? What was the resolution? Um, the resolution was that teachers got a 6% increase in their salaries. There was a reduction in class size. Um, honestly, I always ask the question, like, what did LAUSD get out of this? And that's yeah. and that's yet to be seen. I, I really don't know how LAUSD won besides, of course, students going back to school, which we all wanted, and right. teachers feeling more supported, which we all wanted. And LAUSD, as LAUSD, you mean the administration, so the superintendent yeah. and those folks, as opposed to the other side, which was the unions. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Honestly, the unions came out um, with huge wins in this. And and that's a testament to where we are in the country in regard to public education. And I think it showed people that if L.A. can do it, a whole bunch of other cities, big cities can do this as well. 
Oh yeah, I think I think. Listen, I I think people will look at that and say if they you know if they had it in them to shut down the second largest school district in the country, then I think you'll see you'll see more of this, but. This education topic has been a hot one for, for some time now, man. And I think it's not just about charter schools because I think charter schools have a tremendous amount of value, right? I like agree. I think some of the things that they bring into our community, like community, low-income communities of color are important. And, they, and for a while, they filled a void that a lot of public schools didn't have. Right. Now, do I think... That means public schools should go neglected? Absolutely not, man. So I, I think, like, there ha- there's going to be some sort of larger national discussion, I think, there about has to be. charter schools. And it's happening in so many cities. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to hear about it on the presidential level. I agree. I think one of the important things to note about charter schools is that their intention was to create a, a competitor to the normal public school. Which I agree. In South LA, I didn't go to my local public school because my mom was like, you're just going to go there to fail. There is no reason for you go to go to Washington to High fail. School. That was my home school. You, there's no reason for you to go there. There's nothing going to come out of there. That was her narrative. That was her mindset. In fact, that's where she went to school. And she was like, it's the same as when I went there. With that being, What school was it? Washington High School. Washington Preparatory High School. There was actually a movie uh, made about the school. George McKenna, who's now one of the school board representatives, he turned the school around. There's a whole movie like a famous The Morgan movie. Freeman joint? Yeah, bro. I don't was know. it the Morgan Freeman joint? I don't know joint? if it was higher learning. I don't think it was higher learning, though. I don't think it was higher when learning. He, when he's on the roof with the kid, like, <laughs> you want to jump? Go ahead and jump. Bro. You want to throw movie, your life away? That's a classic, bro. And I, I, Morgan Freeman is timeless, and he's still old. It, it's amazing. He was old in that movie, he bro. He was so like, old in that movie. He looked exactly like he did today. That movie was in the 1980s. I'm literally like, y'all don't understand. <laughs> bro, like, so I don't understand what's happening with Morgan Freeman. Some folks just don't age. Like Cicely Tyson, too. She's another one of them who just don't age. But she yeah. ages. But nevertheless, bro. The issue in L.A. is that schools are just not doing as good as we hope for them to do. And so I I appreciate the competition. I think that we need schools that work for all students. Point blank, period. Charter or public. Bro, that sounds like a line straight out of City Hall, bro. (laughs) It does. This man said, we need schools that work for all students. Public or charter. (laughs) But honestly, bro, like, that's what I think, man. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel you. But that line just sounds like straight off a of, straight off talking points, man. But that's funny. Yo, the other thing I want to ask you about shifting gears, man. I, it's been a lot of California in the news lately. Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris oh, yeah. announced. Oh yeah, her bid for the presidency in Oakland. Oh yeah, uh, last week. Um, and honestly, man, I mean, two things. One, I'm surprised at how quick she has come out the gate, like set up and ready to go. But the other path is she she's also getting pounded at the same time. As the first person in the race, she's getting a lot of slack for her history as a prosecutor in Oakland. And yeah. 
you know. So I actually read this article. And one other thing I want to get your take on. I read this article in the New York Times today that uh, talked about, you know, so South Carolina is one of the early early voting states. It's like a primary state. Mm-hmm. And um, they did some interviews in, in, um, in South Carolina. And it basically said, like, you know, she was going to struggle to get some really? black votes in places like South Carolina. So uh, I Did mean, they say why? It was a variety of reasons. Like, okay. you know, they didn't feel like she championed black causes enough. And then it was a lot of stuff they had read about her history as a prosecutor. Um, you know, and you, so it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Here's my thing. Kamala Harris is a smart woman and she's a fighter. I think she she makes for a great legislator. Mm-hmm. My concern for her presidential bid is her electability. Will people like her? Will people like her sense of humor? Will people like her tonal voice? Will people like the way her body is? I mean, like all of that matters uh, yeah. because a lot of the times voters aren't only li- listening to what you're saying, but they're assessing how you look and can do you even look like the president and so my only thing is her electability like if she can present her image as being this strong woman and which she is no don't get me wrong about it which she totally is but if she can present it in a way that's digestible for the american people i think she has a real good chance at beating donald trump because i don't even really know her and that's the thing. No I don't really, really know her. what her image is. I just know she's a smart woman, right? Yeah. She's, I mean, incredibly intelligent. Like, right. all the things I've watched with her, like, during the Kavanaugh hearings and, like, things she said on Capitol Hill, I'm like, yo, she obviously knows what she's talking about. But outside of that, I don't really know who she is. She's you know a prosecutor. I, mean? Did you, I, I watched her CNN town hall in Iowa last night. The commentators afterward was basically saying she did well, but she spoke as though she's a prosecutor. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't want to necessarily have a prosecutor talking to us, especially as black folk, no matter what your skin color is. I want to feel like you, my auntie, my mama, my my cousin. Uh, I want to feel like you can come to the barbecue with me. That's what Obama presented. Let's be honest with you. At the he end did. of the day, yeah, Barack, Barack Obama did. was like, yo, he you did. can come to the barbecue and still be chill and be president of the United States. I I mean, like I said, I I don't know enough of the facts on her, but I didn't like a lot of stuff I read about her when she was a prosecutor. And I don't know, man. I just I I don't know if if I'll 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 reserve judgment actually until I hear more from her. Yeah, the I thing mean, is, it's just like I'm not sure. Which is I'm fair. I'm not sure. I I don't I just still don't know. I feel like she hasn't been around long enough to stand for anything. Like we I, don't know. She, that's even, not necessarily true. How long has she? Been how in the long Senate? was Barack Obama in the Senate? How long was Donald Trump in the Senate? True. Ne- never. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. So I mean, like politics as usual isn't what it used to be. It's about yeah, creating. Yeah, a, it's yeah. about literally creating a story that people will say this is different. I need right. this breath of fresh air, and if she can provide that, I think she has a great opportunity because she is smart. She does have the. She is qualified to I be guess, president. I guess what I really meant is, what is her narrative? You mm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, the thing mm-hmm. about Barack Obama was like. It wasn't just that he was, you know, he was smart too. Yeah. You know, he seemed fully qualified. It, 
you know, it wasn't about that. What it really was about for a lot of people was his story, right? Like he's told this story of Chicago community yeah. organizing, hope and change, you know what I mean? Cory Booker, another potential candidate, he's going to tell the story of Newark, you know, you know whether you know whether all of it is true or not, but right. the story of coming to Newark and living in the projects and, you know, running for mayor, like these compelling narratives that tug on people's heartstrings. I don't know what that is for for Kamala. Yeah, I think her competing narrative would be, again, harping on Barack Obama's inspiration story about his parents being immigrants. Both of her parents were immigrants, one coming from India and the other... Dang, I don't I even think know. it was like Jamaica. Jamaica, exactly, exactly. One coming from India, the other one coming from Jamaica. So she has an immigrant uh, story in terms of her parents. I think she's completely honest when she talks about growing up in a household of with two parents and of decent income, being able to yeah. go to Howard. I think that experience would mm-hmm. resonate with a lot true, of people. True, um, true, being true. the first to do many things in life, period. I think would resonate with a lot of people having to break those barriers and having to overcome those struggles. If she can articulate how she had to overcome those struggles, even though she was still, you know, in positions of power, she had money. I still think she's will be able to capture a lot of the American imagination. <laughs> I feel you. The imagination, man. That's a, um, that's a dicing word. The American imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you hit them with the, with the phrases tonight. My man ended it with the American imagination, folks. <laughs> Think about that. Ponder that. What is the American um, imagination? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you write a whole paper on that. That's like a, a paper assignment. Right. But... So you like her. So you think she's going to win the Democratic primary or you hope she wins the Democratic primary? I hope she wins the Democratic primary, primarily because my pastor is good friends with her. I've had a number of opportunities to meet. See, that's not a good reason, bro. That's a biased reason. Listen, politics is biased, damn it. Like, come on. Like, we all have our biases. She's a senator from California. I'm sure if Cory Booker hops into the race, you're going to be on on, on his train, too. Uh, Yeah, I, I would support him. Right. I would support him, yeah. and 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 that's, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm supporting my senator as well. Okay, okay, okay. So Eric Garcetti is not running for mayor. We He's not. Speculation about he that. announced it the today at five PM. Yeah, he decided. Honestly, I think he was seriously considering uh, hopping in the race, but with his UTLA LAUSD debacle, he um, got really got caught up in in dealing with those negotiations. Uh, so we'll see what his next steps are. He still it's has about four to be more a, It's about office. to be a hell of a job to run for president and be mayor at the same time. Seriously. Yeah, 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 I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, it would have been a hell of a job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, all right, so we'll see, man. I mean, there are a lot of good names in the race. Like, I think, like I said, Cory Booker, I think, is going to hop in the race. You think Joe Biden. I'm even hearing... Hillary may or may not. We'll see. If Hillary Clinton (laughs) runs for mayor, I mean, rather for president of the United States, for what? Why, man? What reason? She's not trying to give up, man. She's not giving up. That would be the third time, right? Is she? she, It would be third time the charm. Uh, yeah, the third time. Yep, the third time. Just hang it up, man. Just hang it up. She got to retire. 
call it a day. You got the money. You had the power. Like, like. And honestly, you know, she she literally changed the game for women in she politics, did. regardless she did. of whether she runs again or not. Like, I feel like she probably feels that like the presidency is kind of like the perfect cap to all of it. You know what I mean? But she did. Yo, she's just been in Washington first. Ages, bro. Skeletons on skeletons, bro. So what's next, man? What else we talking about today? The Rams are in the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Yo, we can keep this LA because let's keep. We're gonna keep the whole episode LA, man. For once, right? Like LA <laughs> is just on the map right now, and I'm it loving is. every Super bit Bowl. of it. Hey, what's the turn up like? Turn up is about to be real. I mean, we already preparing for the uh, the parade next week. So, uh, Patriot fans, Cowboy fans. I know the Cowboys are pissed. The Cowboys the Saints are pissed, are pissed. And, and the Saints have a legitimate, you know, right to be upset because of the of the the no call Bro, by the that, referee. That hit was terrible. <laughs> Did you see that? Like it was almost so obvious. I was like. I asked the same thing everybody else asked, like, what's going on? Because this man, like, first of all, you're supposed to at least pretend to reach for the ball, right? Like, that's, that's how you got to do it. Like, you pretend like you're trying to block the ball, but you really, like, trying to tackle the guy. This dude didn't even pretend, my dude. He ain't put his hand up. He ain't act like he was trying to block anything. Listen. He went head first into this man's body. <laughs> Come on. Listen. The ref stood there like, yo, I'm so incomplete, man. At the, at the end of the day, it was the ref's call. And we have referees for a reason. And the human error still exists in the game. You can't human take error. everything to replay. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold says so. No, I'm playing. Uh, but <laughs> I'm excited. LA is excited. Where, where are they hosting it at? Atlanta, bro. And I, man, if I had some vacation time, I would take a flight to Atlanta because that's going to be yeah, lit. that's probably going to be crazy. That's probably going to be crazy. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. But Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl, and I do not understand how this man has made it to another Super Bowl, and it's crazy to me. Yeah, I heard he's trying to play till he's 45 or some crazy number like that. I think he can do it. I think, but more importantly, though, I've been watching a lot of SportsCenter lately, and SportsCenter has been engaged in conversations beyond sports, really trying to tackle social problems and social yeah. injustices, which I'm kind of amazed by. Yeah, me too, especially after they uh, fired... Uh, Jamel. What was her name? Jamel, Jamel Hill. But my thing is, like, I've never really been a huge football fan to begin with, to be honest with you. I watch more basketball than football. But, like, that whole thing with Cap just still doesn't sit right with me, bro. Like, Yeah. And that's why I really haven't invested a lot of energy into the NFL. So my thing is, like, are we over that? Like, was there... It, was there any resolution to that, or did we just like move on? Like, was there ever any resolution to what that what that protest was about, and the NFL's role in perpetuating a lot of that stuff? Like, was that ever really resolved? There is no clean outcome 
to a number of the protests happening in the 21st century. If you think back to Occupy Wall Street, if you think even to the Women's March and even to this Colin Kaepernick protests, these 21st century protests do not result in the same outcomes as it did for our grandparents and marching with Dr. King, with uh, with Congress Congressman uh, John Lewis, that we just don't have laws coming out, you know, to tackle social injustices as we did as we did back then. I think more so it's soft. It's a soft change and not a necessarily a policy that's put right, forward right, or right. produced that's going to actually create but some sort of sustainable change. My thing is more on the side of us. Everybody who was up in arms about this, like, last year, who boycott the NFL, like, all these things. I'm like, what happened between then and now? Like, was it just time? Was it just... Come on, bro. Come on, right. bro. Let's Yo, be honest. 21st century world, Let's man, be honest, bro. last 60 seconds. Like, we, our attention span to protest, to boycott, only can last for about a week. The new, the news cycle is such that it's hard to keep anything sustained in the average American's mind. There's always something else coming up. And there are so many more distractions. You got TV, you got Netflix, YouTube TV. I mean, I mean there's so many different <laughs> things. Yeah. This day, my man said TV. Netflix, YouTube TV. <laughs> Yo, did you actually did you get YouTube TV with Shay? Yeah, I did, man. You should. How join. is it? It's great. It's seven dollars a month for all of us. Each, each or total? Each seven dollars each from us. Yeah. What's man. included though? I get all the get, channels, bro. What's all the channels, man? Like local channels. Okay. Uh, ESPN, CNN. That's all I watch. HBO, you get, like, you get HBO? No, you don't. Maybe I got to open my own HBO account. Nah, yeah, ain't no uh, way you get HBO on that. Uh, but nah, I mean they got a they got a lot of stuff that you want to watch. They got on demand stuff, on demand movies. I yo, I had NBA TV. Oh my yo, when I tell you NBA TV was the worst investment I made, bro. Yeah. Here's the thing, it's twenty dollars. It's like some absurd amount like 20 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month like and the idea is that you you can basically stream any game happening in the NBA but like all the good games so all the premier games that are on like ESPN TNT ABC mm-hmm. they get blacked out because <laughs> the other networks the other networks have rights to those games you got bamboozled that's what that's and called and you can't watch the games until after they're done so it's like you spent all this money on NBA TV, bro, and they don't even own all the rights to all the games. You still get blackouts. That's crazy. So all the good games, bro, it was still Warriors, Lakers. Like, everything was still blacked out, bro. Okay, That's see, crazy. Houston, man. I'm like, come on. <laughs> That's an injustice. I, asked, yo, I quickly canceled it. Are you willing to fight the? In- oh well, I guess that is fighting the injustice. Just cancel the subscription. I had to cancel. So maybe I'll check out YouTube TV. Shay's Shay's leading this effort. Yeah, Shay's leading the effort. I just sent out the email and told folks I'm not your daddy, so please send me my money. 
How many people? How many people do y'all have? Uh, we need we need one more. In fact, to make the family. How, how many people total? Uh, right now it's five total. We're looking for That's six. Too many. It's no, too many of no, we, there's six total. We're looking for seven. The seven? completion, the number of completion, seven. Mm. All right, I think about it. Be the seventh, son. I think about it. What are you reading, man? What's been inspiring you lately? So, you want to do an intro to that, or you just want to go into it? Listen, we're already here. <laughs> All right. So what have I? What has been inspiring me lately? Hmm. Like, yo, I, I'll just start by saying like, 2019. It hasn't really felt like a new year, bro. Yeah, it just feels like a continuation of a lot of 2018. Like I don't, I, I didn't feel those New Year's vibes. So like this whole month of January, man, I just been trying to find. What's that inspiration for this year? You but know wait, what I bro. mean? What's that motivation for this year? Did you? What did you do for uh, New Year's Eve? Did you do anything special? I didn't do anything special. I, I, I was with... I ended up eventually going to mom's house. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like my mom and my aunt, they made a meal. And so went up there and had dinner, just kind of hung out. But, we, like, nothing special. Nothing? What did you do at midnight? We were there. I mean, we took a we took a toast. Oh, okay. So it was it was a good I, it was a good New Year's. It just the days after just haven't really felt like I got it. You know, I just feel like I feel like the the world has been in such like a bad place, bro. It's just like it didn't feel very like you know. Yeah. Let's get after these goals, New right. Year type of joint. Right. So how but, has that inspired you? <laughs> I mean, it's that's just kind of been that's just been kind of the overall thing. But I, it's motivated me to try to find you know what's gonna make 2019 special for me. Like, what's the thing I want to accomplish, small or large, in Got 2019? It. You know what I mean? It's made me search a little bit harder than that because I feel like so, so much, so many things from 2018. Are obviously still here and still lingering, right? Um, but just trying to find that clearing and, and what you know, what am I, what expectations am I setting my setting for myself this year? But in terms of what I'm reading, because y'all know I'm always reading a book, I'm reading this uh, piece called "The Emperor of All Maladies," um, and it won like the Pulitzer Prize, I think, in 2011. And it's basically, man, like a history of cancer. Whoa. Like, yeah, it's, it's powerful. It's about um, how they discovered cancer, right? Like, I think the first reported cases of cancer were, like, early 1800s, you know what I mean, where they started, like, what, what's happening here? They started mm-hmm. seeing tumor growths and things. Mm-hmm. But the book basically traces the history of cancer. So, like, how they discovered it, um, how they kind of figure it out, what what it was, and ultimately like how they approached treating cancer, and up into present day. And the reason they call it the emperor of all maladies is because it's one of the few diseases that exist that we have not figured out how to cure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we we cured polio, you know what I mean? The syphilis. I mean there was influenza. You know what I mean? Even like, even when you think currently, like, 
30 years ago, HIV was a death sentence. Now people yeah. live full lives yeah. with HIV and even AIDS diagnosis. But cancer is the one thing, like, you know, people still die in mass from cancer. And they've been trying to figure out cancer for 150 years. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Like, the, the book is about, like, you know, A, why is that? You know, like, which is, I think, more of a moral question, right? Like, yeah. why can't we solve this thing? Is it and a moral then, question or is it more of a scientific question? It's a scientific question, but it's also, like, not a moral question, but it's also a question of, like, you know, what role, if any, does a higher power play in this? Like, the book uh, asks it. all those different questions, you know, like, of, of everything we have been able to solve, how come we haven't been able to solve this type of thing? Do so they talk about Henrietta Lacks in the book at all? Have you gotten to that they point? Don't, they don't talk about Henrietta Lacks. Um, interesting. Mm, yeah. Interesting omission for sure But they I didn't even think about that They don't talk about Henrietta Lacks Okay um, Well yeah Let us know how that How that turns out How many books Are you trying to read this year? I don't know I, I counted last year Last year I read 14 Which is amazing Yeah So I think This year Maybe try to do 15 We'll see But this uh, This book I'm reading now Is dragging man like, <laughs> it, It's dragging Because it's It's Now it's in the part Where it's talking about like it's, I've read like basically three chapters on like molecular biology, man. Uh, I'm like, it's it's ter- it went from like a story to like the science, a science textbook, oh, yeah. which is good. I want I want a little science, but I don't want all the science. Right, right, right. You're so, not trying to be nobody's doctor, or right? Radiologist so, or whatever it is. Now it's like I'm I'm reading less and less pages every day because I just can't get through it. But yeah, I so I'm gonna fight through it. I'm gonna fight through it. But what's going on with you, man? What's inspiring you? Man, um, I haven't been able to read that much this year, but I was reminded, taking on this new position, how it's, how how much is important to surround yourself with people who inspire you and just reminding yourself that you are the sum total of the people that you spend the most time with. And being in city hall that's just a reminder i'm pushed i'm challenged every day i'm inspired every day that i walk into the building like you i actually have the opportunity to touch somebody's life and make a significant impact every day and i was doing that at church however you know dealing with the spiritual it's hard to see um outcomes but dealing with Mm. the city Every day I can help a constituent with something. And for me, that just continues to inspire me. And, and right. to see all the people in Los Angeles who actually care. Because living in South L.A., it's easy to think that a lot of people don't care. With our the lack of economic investment, the lack of educational investment. Um, now I get to be that voice in City Hall. So it, I'm humbled. I'm inspired every day for it, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. And so every day, I'm just trying to read more about L.A., about his policies, about the things that work and things that don't work, and put people's feet to the fire to make sure that we do something to change the system. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I mean, like, I think the great thing here is, like you said, like, you get to touch lives, like, at church on a spiritual level, but you also get to help people with... um, you know, practical everyday things that they deal with, man. So yeah. you definitely have put yourself in an important position, man. So 
Do the community right, man. We holding you accountable. Yeah, man. Everybody a part of Coast Brothers holding you accountable, bro. That's right. And God answers prayers. Like I told in my Facebook post, I prayed for this five years ago when I was deciding if I was going to go to apply to law school or go to divinity school. And literally five, six years later, God answers the prayers. And my prayer was simply, yo, I want to do both. Let me do both. Ministry and public service. Amen. Amen to that. So, bro, you prayed to be mayor. God answers yeah. prayers. Okay. We hope, yo, we'll see, man. We pushing. We working every day. <laughs> every day. Yes, sir. So, y'all stay inspired. Um, look at Rashawn's life. Take a glance at my life. If you knew it all, you probably wouldn't be too inspired, but. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you definitely got to take that out. <laughs> you definitely got to take this out. Bro. Man, but God is good, man. I think it's important to be authentic with the people. Uh, but yeah, you it, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Yo, thank y'all. It's been a very unscripted version of Coast Brothers this week. We appreciate y'all lending us your ears. Excited to put out our first episode of the new year. Yes, sir. God God bless y'all. Go get after it this year. And as always, let's coast. Hey, guys. You're listening to Coast Brothers with Rashawn and David, where your favorite topics on faith, politics, and culture are discussed and debated. Join the debate on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CoastBrothersRD or email us at CoastBrothersRD at gmail.com. Let's coast. Let's coast.